Tote Bag in 2020, and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. And we are here in this brand new decade, and I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of I'm feeling out the space. I'm feeling how I'm, how I relate to the rest of the world in this new, in this new time. Do you, it's feeling a little different, doesn't it? It does. It was particularly different for me. Uh, so as you know, folks know, if you're listening to the last episode, I was back in Ohio with Arthur. I was back for two weeks for Christmas. The day before my flight out, I got fucking strep. Delay my flight three days. Like just deathly fucking 103 fever. Could not move strep. It fucking Yikes. sucked. But the uh, antibiotics killed it. I got back into Portland. I had a flight at 6 a.m., so I didn't sleep last night. Mm. Ended today. I got here at noon. I napped three hours. Now I'm awake and delirious. I'm fucking recording. And, dude, picky. I miss picky. Picky is pissed that I was gone. <laughs> she was not happy when I when I got home, which I know. Like, if I leave for a little bit, she usually she'll yell at me kind of uh, to varying lengths, depending on how long I was gone. But, but I want to play for you the, real quick the, the video I recorded as I walked in so that you can hear this. I would love that. Let's make sure you can hear it. Picky. She doesn't know I'm there yet. Picky. Hi. Meow. 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 She sounds so pathetic. She does the sad meows. And she's under the desk right now. She so she has, she has not left my side. The yelling went on for ten or fifteen minutes. Like I'm not kidding. I'm just consistent meows. And she would go meow, and I'd go meow. Did that back and forth for ten <laughs> or fifteen, and then another couple hours of just like, if I went to another room or like got up, she'd be like meow, and then being <laughs> snuggly. And I swear to God, she has not. She won't let me be in a different room with her this this whole rest of the day. She's under the desk right now. So she might be the guest this time. She's been very chatty. You might hear her do a couple uh, yells, but fuck, dude, I miss this cat. I'm so stoked to be home. Hell yeah. That poor sweet beeb. I know. Oh, oh God. Goodness. I'm trying to, because it's looking like I'm going to go to India for two months. Ooh. I might have to have her stay with a friend. I can't have somebody just like checking on her every day. She's going to lose her mind and by my calculations, that would equal what? A full hour of meowing. By the time <laughs> At I least. Back. Full hour of scram. Can't have that. <laughs> Can't have that much scram? No. Simply unacceptable. No. What's new for you in 2020? Well, I spent entirely too much money on Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a very good game. I uh, spent a whole bunch of money on it. Didn't get... As much as I would have liked, but I have level five anti-melee armor, and I don't know if you can hear it, but I just pushed up my glasses. <laughs> I can I kind of hear it, but I can feel it. Yeah. I can fucking feel it. Strong. Man, you and our other fucking buddy with this fucking Gundam game. I just saw videos, and I was like, this is some dorky anime shit. I'm too cool for this. Because I am too cool for this, <laughs> and and I I thought I would be too, because like I had never gotten into a specifically anime property video game, like ever. And then I started playing it, and I was like, oh no, this is scratching the giant robot itch that has been in my the recesses of my soul for many years. And uh, yeah, you, you hit somebody with the bazooka, you get the melee combo controller one, you get the quick melee, and then you get the downswing. It's very satisfying. <laughs> Delightful. Okay. Well, be, be careful with that fucking giant robot itch, dude. We we have seen where these things can go. It can get it. That giant robot itch can get fucking infected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I figure we come in hot with this uh, with this first question. Yeah. Coming loud. Um, yeah. I'm so fucking tired. Dude, I'm going to be so delirious this episode, which has made for good content in the past. See what you can do with this first one. There we go. Serious. Tensions flaring due to farting. My husband, quote unquote, Mike, and I are both in our 30s and have been married for over 10 years. 
Like any marriage, we've had our ups and downs. We were in a solid, committed relationship. However, for the last year or so, we've had an ongoing discussion about minor health issue that Mike has developed. And it started to affect our marriage in a really negative way. The health issue? Mike developed sudden, severe lactose intolerance, and he refuses to change his diet. Yes, he's seen his doctor about it. He will take lactate when he consumes dairy, but frankly, he eats more dairy than the lactate can keep up with. <laughs> and he will forget to take his lactate if the food isn't obviously dairy. Think chocolate, for example. His lactose intolerance is so severe that he farts constantly, and his farts stink. No exaggeration, he farts 30 plus times a day, and the odor clings to his body, his clothes, and any fabric he's sitting on slash laying on. As an example, I'm writing this at 3 a.m. on the couch because he was farting so loudly in his sleep that it woke me up. The sheets on our bed were freshly laundered, and they literally smell like shit less than a day later because of his farts. Where the relationship issue comes in is I find his lack of concern for his body, his diet, and now his constant farting affects others troubling on how his uh, constant farting affects others troubling i acknowledge and understand that he digested dairy fine for 30 plus years of his life with no problems and it's an adjustment to change his diet in such a drastic way i try to supply him with a dairy-free meal uh with dairy-free meal and snack options i can't control every morsel that he eats though nor do i have the desire to however i find it selfish that he knows he has violent side effects while eating dairy and continues to eat it without caring how his lactose intolerance affects others. Our cars smell like shit. Our house smells like shit. His clothes smell like shit. His body smells like shit. I've expressed his how this... foot stance, whack. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I've expressed how disgusting and completely preventable this situation is, and he has retorted several times how I'm exaggerating and need to get over it. My question is, how can I be supportive without being controlling? How can we work through this change in life without having permanent rifts due to farting? <laughs> TLDR husband can't digest dairy, doesn't care, stinks up her house, also doesn't care. Posted by Frizz is in. This is incredibly well <clears throat> well written. I just want to say at yes. the top, God fucking damn, just just perfect. Ah, oh, this is this is brutal though. Like, comedy aside, farts are fucking hilarious. You know, everybody everybody fucking knows this. Comedy aside, though, like internal health shit like that is the fucking worst and yeah. like most horrifying. Because you know what I mean. Like, if you have you got an external wound or something, you can kind of see that and monitor it or sure. like a broken arm. But the internal stuff is just like the shit that you never pay attention to is all of the sudden like a huge problem. Yeah. That's fucking horrifying. And so I think a big part of this, and maybe the reason he's not open to talking about it, uh, is I would imagine he's got a lot of anxiety over this. Because this is like a deep-seated thing. I, I feel this fucking constantly. But as you get older, the health problems start coming up, and you just want to pretend it doesn't exist because it's fucking scary to think that like your body's going to fall apart over time. It's yeah. fucking horrifying. Yeah. And... uh you know, so again, I, I know this is funny on the surface, but, but obviously this is like a, a real concern here, and it is it is a serious thing you're going to need to address with them because I don't, I don't know if I don't think everybody handles that the best way. Everybody doesn't handle that the best way. It's you know, true. People drop all money into making themselves youthful and all these things, obsess about you know everything like this, and for something so personal and and literally visceral like this, you know that that's just got to be a lot to deal with. So I would I just try to acknowledge, you know, bring up the the way that this affects you, but like acknowledge like, hey, I'm sure that this is scary. I'm not coming at you because I want to be controlling. I'm coming at you, you know, because I'm worried about you and I want to be supportive of you, you know, as we're as we're going through life together. Each of us is responsible for the things that our body excretes. When you piss, you put it in a toilet. When you shit, you put it in a toilet. When you come. You put it into a tissue or into the palm of your hand where you lap it out like the pig you are. 
<laughs> but with farts, there's no good place to put them. It's a gas. So you have to take steps to control your gas. And this man produces a significant and prodigious gas. Uh, and he's really, he's really got to take the responsibility here because he is, he's fucking up your whole house. Like, you didn't mention any kids, but, like, you don't want to gas the children. You can't gas the children. No. No. Nobody wants to have a stink dad. And, and, then it's, and it's lingering. Yeah, it's a hardcore linger. Like, it clings to fabrics. I have never heard of farts this intense, but I, I can imagine them existing. This is the, We live in a world where this is possible. I've produced this kind of thing, I'm not going to lie. Like a clinger? Yeah, only like a one or two off, though, you know, after a particularly bad meal of some kind or, sure. or, or stomach shit. White castles uh, will, will, will cling. Bingo. But again, like that's why it's kind of hard to address. Which it, it, it's fucking, it's it is funny. Like it, that this is hard to address because farts are fucking funny. Like they, they really are, are. But they're a component of some serious shit like this. And so it's like, how do you talk? You know, how do you talk about this? You know, without it just being, oh, that like, you give a shit about my farts? Like, okay, fucking, it, everybody farts. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, but do they fart like you, this, Mon Capitan? Right. <laughs> it's it's all layered to just kind of the comedy and, and frivolousness of what a fart is that I, I I feel like if you're going at it from that angle as it seems like has happened I just don't think he's going to respond that well to it I think you got to go that indirect in terms of what you're dealing with but more direct in terms of the health problem like fucking heart to heart dude you are not well we need to fix this I care about you yep dairy's a hard one eating like shit all your life Dairy's a fucking hard one, man. Like, so uh, I went on a low-carb diet uh, over the summer, and it was like, you can't eat bread, pasta, cookies, crackers, sugar, you know, anything that you like to eat, you can't eat it. Right. Ah, damn. Um, But I looked in it, and it's like, oh, oh, so cheese? I can eat cheese, though? Okay, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> Because I can eat cheese. It's great. Um, this guy has no respite in cheese. No. No, because it's, it's in fucking everything. It's, it's in, in everything. so many of the good things. So many of the best things have dairy in them. And this man is really struggling with that. And the way he is choosing to deal with it is to not. Um, which is uh, an instinct that many of us have. Uh, you know, the, a problem comes along and you simply must whip it, but you cannot. So you, you choose to do nothing. Um, <laughs> do it. I heard it forming. Whip it good. There you go. Nice. That wasn't the payoff I was looking for, but sure. I thought you were referencing the Devo That was. Song. No, you... I, you were supposed to say when the farts come along, you must whip them or something along those oh, lines. Oh, I'm not familiar enough with the song. I fucking suck today. <laughs> My puns are gonna be fucking garbage. <laughs> gonna be, I'm in the delirium pun camp, Arthur. I'm not gonna be able to do very good references because my memory is operating at no no capacity. I okay. I like whip it good. We'll just do whip it good. Um. Okay. So, but you know, uh, something comes along. <laughs> I did it again. Uh, so you have <laughs> you have some kind of issue that crops up, and then you crop dust your whole family, and that's. Not good, but like there's an instinct among some people to just ignore the problem or pretend that it isn't there. Um, whenever I fart, I notice it come from my butt and then enter my nostrils. Like this man has to know it. And uh, I would hope that he would come to an understanding of where you are just naturally. Like he would produce enough gas to uh, fumigate his own nostrils enough times. And come up with something along the lines of, damn, I should probably not eat so much damn dairy. Uh, but, right. you know, uh, comedian Patrice O'Neill, uh, type 2 diabetes, ate himself to death. You know, just never did anything about the sugar and ate himself to death. So That's what I'm saying. The medical anxiety is fucking real, man. And it's easy to just be like, not do anything about yeah. it. Because in a sense, addressing the problem, you're admitting it's there. And yeah. that makes it fucking much scarier. That's where he which is. Which is super counterproductive. He's denying. Obviously. He's denying right now. Uh, so, 
you have to find some way to help him move past the denial stage and come to an understanding of his body so that he can't ignore it anymore. Right, which is which is not an easy task, but you guys have been married for 10 years. Just keep pushing him on this, you know. And uh again, I I I I think just frame it in the in the concern for his health especially I I think might help kind of make him force him to address this as a health problem rather than just kind of like a nuisance unrelated to him. Do you see what I'm saying? I hear I think you. You kind of got to you got to the anxiety holds you back from talking about that. I think you got to really force that conversation and hopefully, you know, hopefully he, he wakes up and, and, you know, starts, starts taking care of himself. The lactose intolerance does not simply result in farts. It results in a commensurate amount of wet poops. So here's what you do in the morning. Uh, <laughs> when you hear him dropping those green apple splatters, just go, oh, no. you take, you take your lactate or how's it going in there? You doing Okay. <laughs> As just horror pours from his body. Just go, is that cool? Is this good for you? Are you enjoying yourself right now? Okay, cool. Just making sure. (laughs) Don't talk to me about green apple splatters, dude. Those antibiotics fucked me up. Uh, And I like fully fucking shit out my guts three times a day across three locations in the country. (laughs) Well, okay, so one was one was in the morning in Cincy, one was in Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. By the way, great fucking airport, fantastic bathrooms. That's what I hear. Shouts out. I was I not expecting that. And then the other one was probably somewhere over the Rocky Mountains. But these were big <laughs> motherfuckers. And I had my poop knife on me. Well, this didn't even need a poop knife. This was this was fucking this slop. Was, this was a poop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop talking about my bowel movements on this podcast. But I won't. <laughs> but I fucking won't. But you should talk to your husband about his. Okay, okay. Out of the out of the fucking fart zone and into the. Uh, uh, I can't do it. I can't nice. Do it today. I nice. It. <laughs> yes. Good. This is a show today about me falling apart mentally. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, I was on the road that whole fucking trip too. Shouts out to everybody who fucking housed me. I went Cincy, so Portland to Cincy, Cincy to Nashville to Cincy. To Chicago, to Cincy, to Columbus, to Cincy, to Strep Throat Land, back the fuck back to Portland. Today. Damn, shitting all over the fucking country, shitting all over this beautiful fucking green amber waves of whatever the fuck. Okay, God, I'm falling apart. Okay, we're back on the rails. Good pod, folks. Go. My best friend. M21 of eight years and I, F21, have become intimate and I don't know how to feel about it. My best friend, and you just said the names. My best friend and I have, or the ages. My best friend and I have always been very close, but we never really did more than hug until recently. Never had such a passionate and intense partner in bed, and it's been thrilling, but I don't know what to make of it all. We have told each other many times about how deeply we love each other and how we would do anything for each other. We have loved each other for so long. I know what we have is genuine, but I don't know what to think of it at all. I think this is like the starts of song lyrics because she ends both this lines is, with of it all. This is very true. Yeah. This is very, I'll just start singing the rest of it. <laughs> Every time it kisses me. <laughs> It ends up with us sleeping together. It's never just a kiss. I brought it up and it told me that it's hard for him to contain himself around me. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> that it's hard for him to contain himself around me. I asked him, quotes, what are we? And he said he didn't know. Yeah. When I asked him if he wanted to date me, he told me that he had a lot to think about in his life and that he was in a tough spot. I know that this is true. But what if that's just putting me down in a nice way? He told me he didn't want to hurt me and that he didn't want to dive into anything. I don't want to be naive. I don't think knowing someone for eight years is exactly diving into anything. It's strange because our relationship has been one way for so long. I don't want to outright make demands and tell him to start kissing me more often when he's told me that he isn't even certain what he wants right now. But I want his affection and love, and I want to make him feel loved, too. I'm also pretty shy with initiating things. Is it selfish to say that I want more? But at the same time, I could stay this way, and I would be happy as long as I can spend time with him. 
I just don't know what to make of it all. I've never heard or seen of a relationship quite like ours. Is this a healthy relationship? I know he's not using me just for sex, but do I only lust for him or am I really in love? TLDR, best friend of the fucking ages again, dude. You're 21. We get it. TLDR, <laughs> best friend of eight years and I have started sleeping together. Every time we kiss, I get this feeling and it ends up with us in bed. He doesn't want a relationship. Triple quotes right now. But I don't want to be naive and not take a hint. I love him dearly and I want his affection, but I'm not forward. What should I do? And I was posted by once and not thrice. Well, it sounds like you've done it at least thrice. Um, Nice. Shit, dude. Okay, so you got eight years with this man and you put in the time. Uh, It's. It's funny, the phrase, uh, women are not machines into which you place kindness coins until sex falls out. I think sometimes it kind of works that way. <laughs> that you're just friends with somebody so long and you just kind of look at each other one night and you go, okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. All right. No problem. Uh, and I feel like that's what's kind of happened. And you have, uh, you have become involved in it. You're very into the intimate time you've had together. You say you've never had such a passionate and intense partner in bed, and that is thrilling. Oh, child, you are in deep. Because it sounds like this guy doesn't want the same things that you want, and it sucks so bad that he does not want those things. Because if he wanted those things, you guys could have, like, such a story. Yeah, we met when we were 13. Damn. We waited till we were 21 to, to, you know, to make anything happen. And then, I don't know, just one night he kissed me and then, you know, the rest is history, kids. You know, that could be a story. But right. where, he, where, okay. you, where you are now of, I want to make this more. I don't know, babe. I got a lot going on. I think we should just keep fucking, though. It seems like man is trying to have his cake and eat it, too, and I don't like it. Yeah, that that's my feeling with this too. I, I, but it's also it's also understandable. It's fucking hard to transition a friendship into a relationship, especially if that long. And it's also hard to have a sexual relationship with somebody you know you've had an intimate friendship with for that long because you know you can't put feelings aside, right? Right. Like even even if you're not you know aiming for a relationship with it. Like there's going to be some fucking intense emotions there. Cause you guys are emotionally close. Like that, that makes sense. Um, I, I feel what you're saying that him trying to have his cake and eat it too. I feel like, and I don't think that's necessarily wrong if you were both on the same page about it. Um, but it does sound, he's trying to communicate to you, you know, that he, he doesn't want the relationship. And I feel him with the diving in cause the, it is diving in, you know, you've had this thing for eight years and then you're going to get in this intense sexual relationship and turn it into something like that is fucking risky. You know, that could fucking kill a friendship. Is that if he's, more or less diving in than somebody that you just met and getting into a relationship with them? Uh, I, th- I think more, but like in a different way, because there, there's so much weight in this. You know, you've invested all this time with this person. You were a new person. Like it can be chaotic and fucking bad. But, you know, if it ends after that, that's all they were. They were the relationship mm. part. And you can kind of mm-hmm. be like, all right, but this is eight years of fucking tight friendship like this. Risking that that getting ugly is way uglier, I think. And uh, what was I had a last last point on this. I was trying to trying to remember. Um Oh, you, you didn't articulate too much about what he was, where he was. You just said he was in a tough spot and a lot to think about in his life. You guys are both twenty-one. That's definitely that, like coming into adulthood. You're you're more properly equipped. You're kind of figuring shit out. That's like a big transitional moment for a lot of people. Maybe about to come out of college. You know, maybe you're trying to move and stuff. And so, in addition to all this other stuff, like that is a very that adds a very big risk to that. And I would understand, especially, I mean, maybe he wants a relationship in the long term, but not wanting to jump on that right now at an inopportune moment, you know, considering you've been friends for so long, too. And it's not like you're just going to, like, dip out of each other's lives. So I, I get where he's coming from. I wish he would communicate it to you a little bit more. I think you got to have, if you're really feeling this, if you don't think you can understand that and just kind of maintain the sexual relationship, then keep kind of the friendship going. You got to open up to him about these feelings and, and maybe stop the sex. If it's, 
you know, if you're on such different pages, it's just yeah. going to end up fucking things up, I think. That's where I was going to say. get out of the lamp. Piggy! I, I was knocking her paw away this entire time. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. That's where I, I was. Climbed into the lamp. Okay. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. He's either got to, like, he's either got to make a pretty firm commitment to you in terms of relationship, or y'all got to stop fucking. Right. Where I'm at. Right. And that's and that, and that's not to say too, because I think the stop fucking thing. If you want the relationship, I think that's the best move to have that potentially happen in the future. Because we all fucking been there, where you do something with you, you do something with somebody at the wrong time, and it kind of fucks things up in the future, right? Because it's kind of tainted by like, oh, things were bad there, and even if the circumstances were part of it, like it, it, it still it'll kind of cast each other in a bad light and probably ruin future potential there, at least to some extent. So. Yeah, I, I think I think stop the stop the fucking, you know, talk this out with him. You know, explain these reasons why you've been friends for so long. You're so close, uh, and you know, you just I think he'll understand. I think he understands the risk here too. So I I don't think this would be a hard conversation to have. True that. But good luck. That fucking sucks. That's that's oh man, I've been there. It's an intense fucking. You want something so bad, but you know it's going to fuck it's just everything not right. up. It's just not right. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking gut feeling, fighting, logical feeling, man. A lot of times you got to go with that logical shit. Oof. As hard as it is. Very true. Do you know what else is hard? What's that? How do I, 22M, stop being insecure about monogamy? That's pretty hard. Uh, I don't know why I noticed this lately. I'm a very secure person. Can't imagine how I could be secure and calm in knowing that someone I'm seeing isn't cheating or talking to other guys even for fun. See, that's where you're fucking up. We're going to talk. We're going to zero in on that mm-hmm. shit. But I even view that as a complete no go. Ah, jeez, dude. Like, how does one come to a point where he can relax and know his partner is good when they're not together? That simple thought makes me not trust in love or want to be in a relationship. I'd end up going out of my way to figure out if they're going with guys, girls, this person, that person, etc. I noticed recently that a girl I saw started going out of her way to convince me, indirectly, that she's not seeing other guys when she's not with me. By posting a picture of her and her girlfriends, for example. It's not like I even asked for it or made her feel like I expected it. That's pretty, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty unrealistic and would be weird if I did since we met online <laughs> short period of time, dot, dot, dot. Only thing I did was indirectly joke about whether she was seeing other guys since we met pretty randomly through social media and wanted to know more about her intentions, if she's considering something serious or just casual. <laughs> TLDR, I keep feeling insecure with relationships and even myself in general. Curious as to what other people think and ideas to overcome this, whether I'm thinking straight or not. That was posted by DXB Love for Life. I think that's drum and bass, I would hope. That's that's cool. Good music taste. Everything else is bad. You it's fucking, very bad. fucking idiot. Fifty seven percent upvoted. My, not good. Oh my homie. Oh my god. Chief, this ain't it. It's not like I've made her feel like I expected, and then you're making fucking cracking jokes about her seeing other guys and shit. That's weird <laughs> as fuck, dude. I, I just wonder if you're, like, fucking other guys or whatever. So, like, you know, if there was just some way that you could, like, easily reassure me of that, I would like that very much. Please, please reassure me, please. Exactly. That's how that comes off. It's super off-putting. It's super fucking weird. And it's not good. It's going to fuck up any relationship you're in short of, you know, some real fucking fucked up codependent shit that you do not want. You don't want it. So, of course, you keep feeling insecure. And you mention yourself in general. That's good because you fucking are insecure. Right. And like you can't imagine how you could be secure and calm and knowing that someone you're seeing isn't cheating. Like, how do you trust them? Well, that that's the whole fucking thing with a relationship is you don't fucking know that but you trust them. And that's why you're dating them. Yes. And if they fuck it up, that sucks, and you break up with them. But you can't just not fucking date people or demand, you know, uh, absolute reassurance constantly about things uh, to to avoid that. You know, there's an element of risk involved. 
I but think that, it's a learning process, right? Like yeah. this is this isn't, you know, you you're a fucking nut the way you're handling this, but also this isn't that weird. Like I don't know, I was like this when I was in high school. Yep. Right? You're you're fucking insecure. You like somebody so much, and they got a guy friend. You're like, oh, oh no, what's up with the fucking, what's up with the guy friend? Like, what if they like each other and all this shit? But you got to work past that. You got to realize yep. that this is your fucking issue. And if something was going on, then you just fucking dip. That's got to be your mo. You can't you can't date people you don't fucking trust. You can't I, expect them to bend over backwards to reassure you. Yeah, I think this is why we have developed something of a trial period in the way that we date in in twenty twenty. Uh, you meet somebody, you get with them, maybe even sleep together, uh, but there's no expectation of exclusivity until you both sit down and have that conversation. Right. Uh. So follow that script. I think that's, you know, I talked about uh, ContraPoints talking about um, developing a new sort of dating script and relationship script uh, for our swipe dating era. Um, And I think part of that is the expectation that your partner will be seeing other people until you both sit down and say, okay, just you. And then after that, there's there's sort of a trust that you, like, that is implicit in that uh, arrangement that you create. We're going steady. <laughs> uh, and you just have to, to to trust that person to honor that agreement that you have made. You're, you're sitting down with another person and saying, look, just you uh, for as long as we want to do that. Right. And I, and I think that's a good thing. And I think that we're in a good place. And I don't think that this dude is, is doing it right. I don't think he's smells the winds you know no because because my dude's clearly super insecure and that's what you got to address before this that's what we will reiterate a million fucking times on this show you know you, you can't be out there dating people if you're not cool with yourself because you're second guessing everything you're going to project on them and it a lot of times it's not going to be that they were untrustworthy that fucks up the relationship a lot of times they will be it's that your fucking prying paranoia and insecurity are going to fuck it up because yep. nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants you to, you know, be making weird fucking jokes about seeing other people or asking her to text your location or like going through their texts. And you don't fucking want that either when it comes down to it. That's such a fucking crazy hassle. That's just such a constant. If you're, if you're doing that, you keep rebuilding that, that feeling of insecurity, the more that you do that. And so if something goes wrong, which it fucking will, you're going to lose your goddamn shit. It's going to be awful. So figure your fucking self out with this insecurity part and and just trust, trust that the people you're choosing are going to be good to you and are going to be trustworthy. And again, if they're not take, you know, take whatever lesson from that you need and go date other people, but also don't fucking use that as evidence of like, Oh, fucking the next person I better double down on, you know, cause <laughs> people do that when they're cheated on, which right. is understandable again, but it's fucking counterproductive and it's going to fuck you up so bad. So chill the fuck out. You're, you're, you're going to be good. Just get cool with yourself. There are at least three commenters here that say you need therapy. Accurate, man. I think accurate. it's pretty accurate. He needs to get right with himself. And yeah, and I think, I think I'm fucking, everybody needs that. You know, I've needed that, need that right now too. It's helpful. That's, how, that's a very good way to work on yourself. It's, it's a difficult thing, you know, to work on very personal aspects of yourself like this with no kind of outward guidance guidance, you know, cause there's no, it, it, it's fucking you, you don't internal reflection can do so much, but like you, you kind of need a third, a third party to be objective about things, uh, to, to show you what you're doing wrong. Cause as you're showing this post, you don't think you're doing anything weird yeah. and you're doing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let's see yeah. where, where are we, where do we want to zero in? Uh, da, 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 da. Isn't talking or it's Z or talking to other guys, even for fun. Yeah. What is that? That is bad is what that is. Uh, he views this as a complete no go. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's pretty unrealistic and would be weird if I did talking about, uh, making it an expectation that she should post photo evidence of where she is and what she's doing. He says, that's pretty unrealistic and would be weird if I did since we met online Short period of time, dot, dot, dot. I think he's oh, not boy. hes not giving the relationship room to breathe or room to bloom. He's just, like, sitting over top of it, like, yes, I will cultivate this woman to my fuck puppet. 
Don't do that. Don't cultivate <laughs> women into your fuck puppets. Don't do that. No, for for real. And yeah, that that's another red flag that you're just on that in such a short period of time. Yep. I, I would wonder if you've been cheated on or something in the past, especially if that's the case. Get some therapy, get some help for that, because there's a ton of functioning relationships out there, and I fucking promise you that the vast, uh, probably all of them, if they're fucking functioning and not fucking toxic, they're not they're not checking up on each other constantly. Nope. That's can't do that. That's fucking nutty, man. Don't don't do that. Can't do it. Okay, hey, we're gonna keep this special segment trend we've been uh, doing recently going, because uh, we we've been liking it, and so I saw a post. Uh, relevant to the New Year's, it's the Pornhub 2019 year in review. Is this another? Is, uh, would this be an RFTB investigates? Do you think this is like a data investigation? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it. Let's call it that. Cue the news music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is. I, I guess they put this out for a while now. Fucking Pornhub, big porn streaming site, sends out like. The, the, the fucking data analysts at Pornhub build the, the, all these visualizations of like top searches, length of time watched, like top porn stars, all this sort of things, like by geo, by fucking state. It's wild. I will put as an aside here before we get into this fuck Pornhub. True. They do some really fucking awful things with uh, not taking down minor pornography um, and using, you know, creator stuff without their consent, without paying the money. Uh, so big middle finger to them. That being said, I think this is still, they're the biggest porn site. This is still interesting. It's just a look into porn behavior in, in humans. So with that caveat, there is a ton of shit here. Yeah. Arthur, what, what has, what has stood out to you maybe in like the bigger scale? So, okay. 42 billion. That's billion. That's billion with a B visits in 2019. There are 7 billion people on Earth. <laughs> and that counts like 7.5. And that counts like children and the elderly and people who live in areas that don't have internet access. So the people that have access to the internet have gone to Pornhub 42 billion times. <laughs> Fucking wild. In 2019. That's crazy. I'm also seeing interesting 39 billion searches performed, which means so what do we got Th- 3 billion people just popping on the site and just like, all right, what's on the front page? See, and just uh, kind of going go. down the click hole. And porn and we're going to click that one. Boom. Done. We're jacking it right now. <laughs> like that's three billion, that's people, three billion visits. That's an interesting, interesting subset of users. I think or people who are just like, whatever's on the front. I don't, what do you want? Porn. Okay. What kind I don't give a shit. <laughs> my- Just give me the porn. All right, dude. <laughs> if you so my my mother uh, was joking with me the other day. She that she found searches on the there's a television web browser in the living room, you know. And she found yeah. she typed in p like she was looking for something with a p and porn just popped up. So at some point, my father just searched the word porn <laughs> into the like the family <laughs> web browser. <laughs> Hell yeah. Don't get him. Did he find anything? I'm sure he found porn. That's how the internet works. Oh, I thought you meant like the history. Oh, okay. So it's just literally popping on Google in the living room and checking out porn. Just looking at porn. Hey, no big deal. Lo- love to see it. <laughs> so they got a lot of information on like scale of data transferred. It's 6,597 petabytes. That's a lot. I work with data. I that's a lot I can tell you that's 18,000 terabytes per day that's fucking crazy like a terabyte drive is still kind of expensive to like download one eighteen thousandth one eighteen thousandth of the data that they transfer in a day would cost like a fucking lot Right, and that's a shitload. Like, my, my PlayStation's got one of those. That's like 10 fucking, maybe 20 big video games. That's a yeah. lot it's of a fucking lot. videos there. I'm going to pause this real quick, Arthur. Piggy just took the rankest fucking shit in the entire world, and I need to fix this right now. Ah! 
Oh, you can still fucking smell it. Okay, that was fucking awful. Sorry about that. This is now a special <laughs> edition of Radio Free Tote Bag with Donovan's shirt pulled over his nose. Because I'd rather smell my own body odor than Peggy's <laughs> fucking dukas that she did not she did not fucking cover up, dude. Two hundred and nine gigs a second. It's a lot of Hub. fucking porn, brother. That's like it's a lot of fucking porn. That's like a feature film plus a lot every second stream from Pornhub. Well, they put this here to put this in perspective. If you copied all of 2019's transfer data onto hard drives and stacked them, they would reach a hundred kilometers high to the edge of space. Jesus. And it's I'm thinking, I'm thinking those are terabyte drives, right? Yeah, Not small fuck, drives. I have to, I have to, I have to assume so. 2019, we had them big drives. Okay, out of the out of the data shit. Here's, Can I, here's one, a good, just a real quick a very, one, real quick one from the oh, data. Hit, hit me, hit me. The most commented words on porn videos. So the words that people dropped the most into the comments on porn videos are good, <laughs> love, like, sexy, pretty, and nice. Wow, I am actually. That's a fucking beacon of fresh air in this cat shit smell department right now. Really? I was expecting the, among the people who comment on fucking porn videos <laughs> and they're good words. That's I, I like good. that. It makes me happy. It's very good. Okay. Top searches that define 2019. Number one, amateur. Number yep. two, alien. Wow. <laughs> Area 51 shit, dude. That's pretty gnarly. I really fucking got into that. Let's see. Uh, fucking four is Belle Def- Delphine. Yeah, gal. fucking gamer girl, bathwater girl was the number four search on Earth. That's global. <laughs> That's fucking wild, man. I hate it. Six I is mature. It. We're gonna get in. We're gonna get into that some more here in a little bit. Seven Eight is Apex Legends. Can I just say that seven is bisexual? So like big fucking bisexual energy this year. Very powerful. That's good. Apex Legends is eight. People just want to see Wraith eat her own asshole, and I can't, I can't fault them for that because that rules. Through the fucking portal. Oh god. Okay, hold on. I'm taking the. I'm sorry, okay. I can take the shirt off my face. Thank fucking god. <clears throat> Mature searches also define 2019 with the rise of gilf porn in categories. People are now free to indulge in their aged to perfection fantasies. Motherfucker. <laughs> Apex Legends replaced Fortnite for the video game term. Damn, dude. That's how you tell the success of a video game is who's fucking coming on it. Am I right? <laughs> what else do you see in here? Uh, there's a little little bit here that says, uh, lastly, ASMR made the list of searches that define 2019. Such a controversial fetish that some people don't even believe it exists. Uh, so oh, ASM- I believe it exists. <laughs> some people got it. They get the crinkle tinkles and they get the hair stand up on the back of their neck and then they make their penis stand up on the front of their body. <laughs> or you're me and it makes you want to just run far, far fucking away from the mouth noises. God fucking damn it. Ugh. What was the shit? Because we looked through this a little bit a little bit earlier. There's like some top porn stars and shit, but I don't like as, as I have mentioned. Even when I watch porn, I don't really like look up fucking porn stars line of roads number one yeah there you go uh, alexis shout- texas is still in there still in That's the fucking- mix she's she's Remember- reaching a, a, a fairly advanced age especially in the porn industry uh and i think part of this is at least that she has a dope name alexis texas that's dope <laughs> it's very memorable which is uh, which is like why i fucking stood out i remember seeing that shit when i was like 13 and being like that's a goofy ass name yeah uh, shouts Texas. to my shouts to Riley Reed and Mia Malkova. I see you. Good work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is here is where it gets fucking fascinating for me yes. is when we get into the by geo shit. Okay. It's, Top twenty countries by traffic. U.S. way the fuck up there by huge. like a landslide. Big no huge porn there. consumers. Time spent by visit on average. Topped by Thailand, 11 minutes, 20 seconds. Slowest by Russia, fight. 8 minutes, 35 seconds. Yeah, very efficient. Very, very efficient. Not surprising for Russia. <laughs> They're in and out. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm partially <laughs> Russian in my fucking porn usage, dude. Time spent per visit United States, 
states that last the longest, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Louisiana, Tennessee, Missouri. It's all fucking south. Yeah, with it's like all the south. 11 minutes 30. Well, we don't care yeah. about taking our time with things. We like to really, you know, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. <laughs> That's true, dude. They take things take things a little slower down there, and uh, that includes that includes uh, waxing the waxing the goblin. True. Can I just come up with that. <laughs> Why did That's you a bring up one. goblin? Uh, what is it? Your like brain, a jerking off. Your brain a goblin. What is it? <laughs> uh, you are dumb. You are sad. Your brain run by goblin. <laughs> I'm talking about jerking off, waxing the goblin. Sure, that's a new one. I just came up with that. Your penis states the is last goblin. the shortest. My penis is a fucking goblin. States the last the shortest. Kansas, Oregon, fuck yeah, bitch. Yeah, I in and out to that. Kansas, Oregon, New York, yada yada yada. Favorite times to watch porn. Ohio, as per usual, in the middle. Just wanted to say. Good work, Ohio. Staying true to your fucking nature. Uh, prime time to watch porn. Uh, there's like a little bump around four or five, six. People getting off work, jerking it immediately. And then the fucking peak is around midnight. Like 11 to 1 is like motherfucking peak porn hour. They got like a heat map for this and shit. Least popular say, day like- to jerk off, Friday. Most popular day to jerk off, Sunday. Oh, man, that makes total sense. <laughs> Fridays tend to be busy. Um, you know, you get off work, you got something to do. You got somewhere to be. Sunday, it's a lazy day. Sit around jerking. Sit around right. waxing that goblin. You got to wax okay. the goblin. Good. Good ass shit. I was, I was going to say, this is Pornhub.com slash insights slash 2019 dash year dash in dash review. I don't know. I, I fucking love data shit. This is fascinating to me. Um... Let's see. Categorical analysis. Most viewed category. Japanese. Lesbian. Somewhat troubling. Amateur. That is. I'm, I'm surprised that's still such like a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, there, there's the stereotype that's very accurate of like the fucking white men fetishizing Asian women. And I'm sure white men account for quite a lot of this uh, this porn viewing. But ah, strange. It's also, it's also Japanese is popular through most of Asia. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, so We're top three Japan. are Japanese, lesbian, and amateur, which went up eight places since 2018. Amateur is really making a, a, a surge in 2019. The person who, who wrote this was <clears throat> was making a point uh, back there. I forgot to mention, but there's been like a shift towards more realistic stuff, right? People are getting kind of sick of like, you know, fake ass acting, which sure. I understand. I think th- I think that I think that's good. Uh, okay. Here's the world's most viewed categories, this is which huge. is delightful. The Western world is, well, U.S., Australia, uh, Mexico, Canada, most of South America, lesbian. There's an enclave. The, the West Coast of South America is hentai. There's a hentai enclave. They love and then it. Russia, Russia is just a big fucking block of hentai. They love it. They love the hentai in Russia, apparently. And Japan is just Japanese. I'm fucking surprised, dude. Yeah. Stereotypes flipped on their heads. India, Pakistan, Nepal, it's all Indian. Uh, you got like Iraq, Iran. Uh, uh, what what would that be? North fucking Gulf Coast area, anal. Yep. Uh, Morocco, Algeria, anal. Uh, Libya, Egypt, Arab, kind of the north, northeastern part of Africa. Everything below that's ebony. So there's a few regions that are like pretty specific to like the 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 what would you say like the uh, ethnicity of the of the folks living there. So it's interesting. And then uh, Europe's a fucking mixed bag, dude. There's it's a true. couple of mature ones. Spain likes the mature. Spain loves the mature. Who is that? Is it Poland? I think Poland, that's Poland. likes the milfs. I think Poland. Yeah, likes next milfs. to Germany. Love to see it. Love to see it. Looks like Germany and France for fucking anal. Yep. There's another mature one in there in the Baltics, but I'm not sure what country that is. <laughs> okay, that, that that was like a geography quiz too, dude. That was fun. <laughs> uh, top gaining categories. Uh, so amateur went up 108% in terms of videos viewed. So like it doubled its share of videos being seen. Uh, people are, yeah, people are digging the the realistic things. Verified couples. So that would be uh, two folks 
that have a Pornhub account together that make pornography together. Uh, that went up 93%. Yeah. That almost doubled. That falls in that same amateur camp. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Absolutely. Tattooed women. Very interesting. Tattooed uh, women, popular with women, romantic, solo female. You'll love to see it. Some, some fucking less uh, misogynist shit out there. We, absolutely. We like, to, we like to see that shift. Categories viewed the longest. Motherfucking mature. Old, well, because it, it takes old folks dick. a little longer to fucking get off. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good insight. Shortest fucking scissoring and cosplay. Let's see. Most search terms on Pornhub: gay, Korean, Japanese, black, daddy, straight. Top trending gay male search is up two hundred and twenty-two percent. Camp buddy. Camp buddy. People are loving <laughs> camp buddies on the gay Pornhub. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, transgender Interesting. and femboy uh, up 121% and 99% on Pornhub Gay. Very interesting. There is a, there is a move towards more gender fluidity uh, in the gay porn search community. Very interesting. Let's see. Increase in 32% uh, searches female increase up 3% from last year. Let's see. Okay. Uh Wow, top relative categories viewed by women across the states when compared to women elsewhere in the U.S. Yes, this was very Oregon's interesting got, to me. Oregon's got fetish. Ohio's got feet. Feet. Michigan's got women pissing. are searching for feet in Ohio. <laughs> Michigan's looking for piss. Rhode we, Island. We just nasty. Cuckold. We just nasty here in the Midwest. Delaware transgender. New Jersey Indian. I don't know. That makes sense. There's a big Indian population there. Sure. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. Oregon was blonde. Fucking Washington's fetish. Yeah. There we go. Utah's looking for striptease, which makes a certain amount of sense. Absolutely. It's not, it's not quite, not quite there. Not quite. Poor. Wyoming with tattooed women. Sure. South Dakota with vintage. You know why? Oh my God. I actually, I know why uh, tattooed women is, is uh, Wyoming. You want to know why? Please tell me. The Sturgis Bicycle, or Bicycle, <laughs> Motorcycle Rally. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That happens up there, so it's yep. a bunch of bikers up there jerking it. All right. Yeah. Editor's note, Sturgis is in South Dakota, and I'm a big dum-dum. A fun side effect of that. This, this so we're, we're only like a third of the way through this. We can't, we can't spend the rest of the show on this, but you got to check this shit out, listener. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. They go well into fucking the detail. There's some analysis. Traffic by game console, PlayStation 50%. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we uh, jerking it. <laughs> devices, movies, and TV. A lot characters. of Windows machines. Simpsons up 10%. Simpsons porn is up 10%. Let's end on that. That's all you need to know about the state of things. The Simpsons loving it. There's an entire, God damn it. There's an entire graph for Joker searches. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. Uh, oh no. Yeah, we didn't need that. Oh, fuck that. me. I'm, I'm done. If I keep scrolling, I'm just going to keep fucking talking about this. This is fascinating. Check it out. I hope <laughs> I you liked our, our segment. Uh, where are we at? What are we? I'm so fucking out of it. Woo! We got time for another question? I think so. Yes, let's do another question. Uh, So okay. my boyfriend, or my 18F boyfriend, 18M. Wanted to open up a relationship now that we're at uni, but is now mad that I'm getting a lot more action than him. <laughs> I guess this might be a common issue. I don't know. Been with my BF for just over four years now. I was his first everything, even kiss. But I, have a, I had a BF before him that I did everything with. It's fair to say that he is definitely better looking than I am, so when he became interested in me, I jumped at the chance to be with him as he is a great guy and has the looks to boot. I know people will say, don't be like that. I'm sure you're gorgeous too, but I'm not. I don't think I'm ugly in any way, but I know that I'm not the prettiest catch ever, maybe even slightly below average on looks. Anyway, now that we are at uni, my boyfriend has been around a lot of horny girls, as is natural at uni. I wouldn't lie if I said I wasn't interested in all of that because I was. When he came to me with the idea of being in an open relationship, I knew it was because he was speaking to this girl. So I agreed to let him have sex with her on the condition that I could be with other guys too. 
which he agreed to. I downloaded Tinder for the first time ever, and holy moly, Tinder is filled with thirsty guys. I've never received that much attention in my life. So I began speaking to some of them and eventually went on a date with a few of them. It was getting to the point where having sex was being talked about, so I sat down with my BF one night and said that I'm going to see this other guy to have sex. Seemed a little shocked at first, but was totally fine with it. Told me to have fun, yada yada. So I ended up having sex with the guy, and it was great. I did it a few times over the course of the next week. Now guy two gets interested in sex. So yet again, I bring it up with my boyfriend, and he's like, yeah, have fun. So I sleep with guy two as well. Then BF says that I don't need to tell him whenever I have sex with someone else, so I say, sure, okay, but I still want to know when you fuck this other girl. He says, okay, tells me that they had sex the night before. No problem. So after a week of not really bringing it up, he asks how many times I've had sex in the four or so weeks we'd been open. To be honest, I'd lost count. I've been sleeping with the three aforementioned guys regularly, so I responded with, I don't know, like 15 times or something. <laughs> My BF then gets incredibly quiet and upset and tells me that the open relationship was a mistake and that he thought it would be a lot more even than it currently is and didn't expect me to be sleeping around so much. I tried to console him, but he just went to sleep. This was last night, and he barely said a word to me this morning. Is there anything I can do to salvage this? I really love this guy, and whilst I don't want to give up on sleeping with the other guys, I will if it's the only way to save the relationship. And that was posted by Elizabeth, or Lizzie. Okay. Shit. So the, 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 we've talked about this before, I think, that the opening the relationship into the relationship not not going well. Right. Right. And I, I, I think that's, I think that's totally, I think that's totally normal and common. Um, I feel like if you want to do something like this, you kind of got to set it up from the outset. Cause there's going to be all these things like you're talking about here that come up. Uh, they're going to make things weird, you know, like, like I'm sure he went into this and you, you know, you talked about it enough, but thinking like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be fine. She's gonna have sex with a couple people, but no expectations were set. And now he's upset. And now stuff is fucking weird. This is a bad idea. Don't, don't do this shit. I'm not going to say that it's across the board, a bad idea because this is I, often a bad idea. Often. Don't oh, sure. Do this often a bad idea. Often <laughs> don't do this. Um, because so there was a time in my life uh, around last year where we were working on opening a pre-existing relationship and it was giving me panic attacks constantly. So we ended up not really going through with it. But um, during that time, I listened to a lot of polyamory centric podcasts. And one of the things that they talked about really often is the disparity between availability for dates for women and availability of dates for men. So it's you got a heterosexual couple open in the relationship. The girl is getting so much opportunity for D, it's unbelievable. And the guy is like, yeah, like I got this other girl I'm seeing. and It's like 15 times? You had sex 15 times? <laughs> You know, um, and that's there are specific ways to kind of navigate that, according to the polyamory folks. None of that really sated my uh, insecurity, but um, apparently there's ways to deal with it. So if you're if you're going through this and you really want to commit to it and double down and make this happen, uh, there's resources out there for you. There's plenty of books um, to read. I've read some of them. They don't help me much. They don't help me much. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think they will for a lot of people, as I have sure. said. I know I'm one of those people who I, I just I couldn't fucking do this shit. And I think a lot of people are. Um, and then, again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I feel like a lot of people totally underestimate the amount of effort and communication you need to put in to make this shit work. Yeah. And then they go for it, and then it, it just completely derails the whole relationship. Uh, which it it, it kind of sounds like is what may happen here. Um, on the other hand, he, you know, he's the one who said, he's the one who brought this idea up. Right. Like I've said before, I feel like oftentimes it's one partner pushing for it and the other person kind of gets screwed. But in this case, he pushed for it and now he's the one feeling shitty. Yep. He laid so, the rake I, in front of him and then stepped on it like Sideshow Bob <laughs> is exactly what he did. 
15 times in a row. Um, but so I, I, I think with that context, like he's got to be aware of that shit. Talk to him about it. I think you can salvage it. You know, you had this agreement. It was his fucking idea. You know, be like, I still have feelings for you, but like we, there was no expectation set here. I just, you know, I did the thing. I didn't know there was like a limit on this, you know, let him know you still have feelings for him. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep doing this, set some fucking firmer ground rules, have a, have a talk about how, you know, that, that made it, you know, both of you feel, um, but that's, that's, so I, I think it is potentially salvageable. Anything you okay. do is really just continue to talk about this and, and obviously don't just keep, don't scrape this under the rug and keep, keep going on the way things right. are. Right. She felt powerful and sexy. He felt emasculated and stupid. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I mean, she says that she's willing to conclude sexual relationships with other people outside the relationship. Um, there are people in the comments saying here, oh, she knows she's Polly now and they'll never be the same. But like, I don't know. Maybe you could come back home. I don't know. Uh, I think this will be an issue deep into your relationship uh, if you decide to continue this. I think this is the kind of thing that will be laying in the back of his mind like, fuck, she's so desirable and I am simply not in comparison. Right. Um, See, yeah, yeah, you you got to make sure you're addressing, addressing those anxieties. I would, yeah, I would also examine, you know, if, if you do have poly interests, but you know, obviously there's, there's a difference between like know, swinging and poly. Ro- yeah. Yeah. Multiple romantic partners versus like, Hey, your partner says you can have sex with some other people. That's a good time. Fuck it. You know, it's, it might not be an essential thing for you. So definitely consider that before you have a conversation with him. You know, maybe this did make, make you realize uh, that that's something that you want and, it sounds like this would probably not be the relationship for that, but uh, maybe that could be talked through too. That the main point is you didn't do anything wrong here. You know, this guy's upset because he didn't sufficiently plan this at expectations that, that did not turn out the way he wanted. Um, hopefully you can have this conversation and you can understand that like that's on him and you still got feelings for each other and things can continue. Um, but if not, that's okay too. And also you're both fucking 18. Yep. Fucking a! Like I'm, I'm surprised that you did the amount of communication that you did. Uh, given given that you're both, you know, eight, eighteen in this yeah. relationship at, at college, so good, good on you for that. I think the kids uh, think are all right, Dono. That's a good sign. I think yeah. Gen Z is going to be much more sexually open and available and awesome than maybe even we were. Uh, so. Good work, Zoomers. Good work, Zoomers. Uh, man. This is this is going to be difficult for you to navigate, and I wish you all the luck in the world. You made the classic mistake of saying, you know, what if I just don't hear about it? And then the silence is deafening. <laughs> so then you ask about it, and, and then you I find ask. out <laughs> you find out that it's worse than you could have ever imagined. <laughs> Good times. Uh, a third person fuck. from a third party uninvolved. Good times. Yeah, kind of. Get a kick out of the chaos sometimes. <laughs> All right. You ready to get it the fuck up out of here? Go to bed, get you some fucking sleep. Yeah. I had, I had, I had my statement. I, I wanted this to make. Oh, that's right. Yes. Out. Yes. I don't know course. if I'm in the fucking state to do this. We're recording this after Iran has struck back at the uh, U.S. military bases. We're not a fucking political podcast, but I think most, you know, that we are lefties. And I think we just kind of want to put out there. And we hope you're already there, but if you're not, don't fucking support this bullshit, right? There's no, there's no yeah. fucking reason uh, for, for us to be starting a war with Iran. There's nothing to be gained from this, you know, for most the actual people in this country, except for a lot of us fucking dying. Um, so when you see the fucking news going on about how fucking Iranis are terrorists and all this shit, uh, please look for fucking better sources and trust your gut instinct that this is a load of fucking bullshit. We hope you know that, too. I hope this doesn't devolve into something worse than it is, but the U.S. loves to fucking do that. So let's let's fucking oh god, let's hope it's not just fucking Vietnam 2.0. And uh, I don't know, fucking solidarity with you folks. Absolutely, I would like to share uh, a little bit of experience that I have. Uh, so in 2003, when uh, we went to war with Iraq, I would have been 15 years old, and I remember 
the run up to the war. I, I grew up in a pretty conservative area of Ohio. And so everyone was just like full on, like hard ons for war. Everyone's all stoked that we're going to, Oh, we're going to go to a war in Iraq and we're going to fucking kick their asses. And it's going to be fucking badass. And I remember feeling like, but that's like, that's just like people that live over there. And I don't know if they had anything to do with the problems that we have with that country. Like, you know, like a lot of people that had nothing to do with the rise of the conflict, which by the way was uh, perpetrated by a bunch of war criminals who lied our way into that fucking war. Um, <laughs> and are doing it again. And are doing it again. Uh, the same fucking people, John Bolton, you know, like all these fucking assholes that, you know, the ghouls never leave. Um, but I remember feeling uneasy and feeling very anxious, which is exactly how I feel now. I'm just, I'm a fucking, I'm a mess. Uh, ever since they assassinated Soleimani, I've just been, ugh. Um, but just, just keep your wits about you, stay educated, and whenever anyone brings it up, just challenge, challenge the war footing. You know, give the other, give the other perspective and try to just make sure that people know how you feel. The people that care about you and the people that are around you, make sure they know how you feel. Um, exactly. Cause sometimes it's, it, yeah, oh, it, it just takes one person in your life being clear about what war means and that can maybe change someone's mind. So keep talking about it and don't, don't be afraid. Don't back down. It's still a free country for now. That's that's the fucking hope. And the point I was trying to get across too is do you do you just see it's so vague to see this shit on the news constantly. There's strikes in the Middle East that has become so fucking normalized. This is not fucking normal. Like just no matter what people tell you and they get amped up and then the fucking the troops and all this shit with all the vagaries which result in people dying. This is not fucking normal. No. Let people around you know if your friends are starting to fucking talk about it and talk about it, we're going to kick Iran's ass, which we fucking won't. We simply will not. <laughs> you know, think this is justified in any way. This is not fucking normal. This is not the way that it should be. Whatever our little platform gets us, you know, please, please try to get your friends and families on board or at least at least critical of this shit because Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. On that uh, somber note, we conclude this episode of Radio Free Topag. <laughs> I uh, really want to thank you for, for being here with us. Uh, sorry we couldn't be with you last week. Uh, old Donna was doing some traveling. Uh, but uh, Year's, we're here. Baby. New Year's. And uh, we're here and we're back. And we're going to be with you uh, through 2020. Uh, no matter what happens. And uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>